You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Seriously, it goes, it's it's 24 hours a day. It's going on the third straight That's day. That's weird. And it is, when I look over there, it's kind of like a combination of like, a dumber version of the Fratellis from Goonies because you have the older lady and the two brothers. That's true. And then that's mixed. I didn't mixed, ever put that together. But actually. then that's mixed with the worst rendition of House Party that was ever made, like the Meth House Party, <laughs> like Meth House Party, meth White House Party, Meth House Party. Yeah, and it goes three days straight right now. That is really weird. There is something up. I don't like. I it. can't believe that they were dormant for like three months and now all of a sudden twenty four oh. hours a day. Oh no, they're making up for it right now. Oh weird. Yes, it is. Hello everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X Dylan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Foot Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I'll address what we were talking about there at the beginning. I do want to say this. If you are a listener of Foot Employment Radio, don't forget to go to our website, funemploymentradio.com and click on that Amazon link. If you're going to buy anything from Amazon, it is awesome when you do so. Helps us out. It's one extra click and it uh, helps us keep this uh, this little thing going that no we do No financial burden on your end. We just uh, None at all. Yeah. You're already spending the money. You might I know, so you might as well like double help somebody. I mean, out. really one extra click. You can't take one time for one extra click. Okay, I mean, Greg, think now you're going children. too far. You're think going of the too, children. Think of the children. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> Christmas is getting taken away from by gay soldiers. Yes, well, that mm, is true. We course. all know that's a fact. Yeah, uh, so course. just go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. Coming up in just a few minutes, we are going to be playing our interview with the fabulous Hari Kondabolu, who yes. is uh, here in in town. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. And Hari's been like all over the place this well this past few months, and particularly this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's and been we'll all over the that. place. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that stuff too. Um, but yeah, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club, and he is fantastic. Highly suggest getting tickets to go see him. It's somebody that y- you want to see. It's a, an experience like nothing else because he is so good. Uh, so Hari Kondabolu coming up here in just a minute on Fun Employment Radio. But all right, to to address. To address what it was uh, I was talking about at the beginning, um, if this is your first time listening to the show, I live in Southeast Portland. I've got, <laughs> I've got, uh, and I've lived there for about ten years. But I, I have these meth head neighbors who I've not been able to get rid of the entire time. There are tons of stories if you search our website about the meth head neighbors. They are the bane of my existence. I hate them so much. I hate them with a with the passion of a thousand suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, but the the thing is though, they've disappeared for quite a while. And I thought maybe finally, like the ten year scourge was over. I sadly thought that it was over. I mean, I genuinely <laughs> thought that it was done. Yeah, I thought this, that they, it had been gutted. I thought it was getting plowed down. I thought they were gone. All the stuff was getting uh, was taken out of the backyard. There are giant piles of wires and stolen items and the ladders that they steal off of construction sites. It was all gone for probably about two. Maybe maybe even three months. I think it was a, a solid three months. Well, it was quite a while. And how uh, the, the the problem is, they are back now, and they are back with a vengeance, with a vengeance. And they're they're back there. They so they I share basically a sidewalk with them. And over the last three days, they have shown back up. There's these two brothers who are the the main ones. They're the ones that live there, and they are terrifying to look at. And then you they don't have make their, eye contact with them. No, and the reason they've been able to stay there the whole time is because they have an aunt who owns the house, and she will never ever ever kick them out because they are just precious little snowflakes to her. Still, of course, for precious some reason, little meth flakes. How you could ever look at these two and see precious little snowflakes, I don't understand. But she will never kick them out. And these last three days, that both the brothers are back. And on top of that, they've got a whole brand new clan of meth heads. 
Wow. Like a whole bunch of them. It, it another another. Uh, it's TV like they've reference. been out recruiting or something the past few months. Well, it's you know the McBoyles on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. where there's just like an endless string of McBoyles forever mm-hmm. and ever. That's how they are with their meth heads. You know, that's that's another actually that's a pretty apt reference for them because. Uh, it's just all different kinds of meth heads, all different walks. They've got women, men, anything you can think of that associated with meth. They're all out there, and they've moved all the furniture from inside of the house. Which I will also say, yesterday, Greg and I had a meeting at his house, and I will say, for the record, I have seen this with my eyes. I have never— I'm not exaggerating. Greg and I have been friends. We've known each other probably for, what, like, seven or eight years now? Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, in the entire time I've known Greg and, like, been to his house, I have never seen— that house looked like more of a shit show than it does right now. There is an entire, like, inside of a house outside of the house. Yeah, and so they've got it all set up on the it sidewalk. It is so weird. And, and they've got, like, couches. They've got uh, cabinets. They've got a, an entire house sitting out on the sidewalk. And they're they're sitting out there, and they all line up the couch so that they can look at the street and, and glare at yeah, anybody Yeah, there was, like, a big by. wooden, like, wardrobe out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they, they sit there and drink beer, and it goes all night long. All night long, because I talked to my uh, roommate Ben this morning, and he said, oh, yeah, man, they were going all night long. They were out there having some kind of party. And I I tried to eavesdrop just a little bit last night before I went to bed, and all I heard was some guy complaining about, fucking chick, man, and fucking, man. And she he was even like, said fucking. chick? He didn't say bitch? Uh... No, probably he probably bitch. said bitch. Okay, he probably yeah. said bitch. I don't, yeah, don't censor the meth talk. It's usually fucking bitch. Yeah, mm. and that's what that's what they refer to everybody as. And, and I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Stick. Or, well, no, fuckstick is somebody else. That okay. was a different homeless person that called me a fuckstick. Gotcha, stick. okay. Everybody in the neighborhood, the homeless and the meth population have unique names for me uh, being, I guess, uh, their enemy for some reason. Well, which I am kind of their enemy. You are their sworn enemy. Yeah, and so there's there's one guy that that called me fuckstick. And then, um, you know, the method neighbors, they just know me as they call me uh, fucking maggot, only, you know, replace mm. magnet, maggot with another word that sounds like that. That's my name to them. Like if they had, if they, if there was like a, a meth like encyclopedia there were, for, for these guys, there would be a picture of me and then underneath it, it would be fucking maggot. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all they know my name as. Oh, wow. I don't think they know my real name. And, and these guys, like it's, I don't understand where they came from, what they've been up to. It's honestly a genuine mystery to me. And this party has been going for three days straight. There is always someone out there at all times of the day. Hmm. Always, always somebody out there. All right, that's odd. Because so, I yeah. thought it was just because it was the afternoon. You're saying this is like morning. Was were they there this morning? Oh no. Oh yeah. Yo no. Uh, yes, they were. They were there this morning. Yeah. It's not just. It's not just during the afternoon. It's wow. 24 hours a day. That is so. W- How do they get away with that? My God. I you know I know friends who like will have a beer walking to a bar within a couple blocks and they'll get caught by the cops. These guys are full on doing meth out with like stolen furniture in front of their house, drinking beer all day, <laughs> and nobody touches them. Uh, yeah. That is so weird. Yeah, it is, it is, it is quite odd. And so these guys have been having this, this party going on. If you've gone anywhere near my house, I'm not going to give up, give up my address, but I'm sure a lot of people have figured it out. You will see what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on a major street and people will see it, what's going on. And I'm just, you know, I was worried about the fact that since they moved out, then maybe I was the, the low end of the neighborhood. Uh, and that's, that's fixed now. That's, that's fine now. Like, because they are back. Oh, what's going on? Yes. Was it you that signed me up for the Donald Trump mailing list? <laughs> I just got a message from Donald J. Trump. The silent majority has awakened. You asshole. Yep. It just came right this second. I am going to tell you right now, kind of quickly, that is hilarious, but it was not me. 
I did not sign you up for that, although I wish I had. Dear Sarah Dillon, have you seen today's poll? What about this Fox poll? We are in first place. All polls confirm it. We continue to prove we are ready to take our country back, and more than any other candidate, we have the support of the people. (laughs) Wow. Yesterday, I traveled to Laredo, Texas, to visit the border and meet with local law enforcement officials. We discussed the need for stronger border security and the importance of continuing a national discussion on this issue. Oh, that is fantastic. Oh, man. Whoever did this, thank you, because that makes up for Sarah signing me up for Jeb Bush's campaign, which I finally had to opt out of. I mean, it was it was funny for a minute, and then I kept getting emails like three times a day, so I had to opt out of that. Uh, damn it, now that I admitted that, I'm just going to be signed right back up. I'm assigning you right back up for that. <laughs> but I did not sign you up for the Trump I, email. I really believe that Donald Trump is going to um, speak for me. He said, uh, you know, us as Americans, we have stayed silent for far too long, watching bad policies <laughs> wreak havoc on our economy and our nation. Uh, Donald Trump says that he'll take care of our veterans, rebuild the military, and secure our borders All right. to keep them damn Mexicans out. Oh, well, uh, there we go. Mm-hmm. That's that's So... Screw you to whoever signed me up for this. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. Okay. Well, All there right, we go. There now, we, now we know the whole story. Oh, don't even lie and say that wasn't you. It wasn't me. Okay. I promise you it wasn't me. It was not me. I wish I had done it. But no, it, it wasn't. It was not me. But I'm glad to know, you know, we don't really talk politics on the show, Sarah. Damn there's it. a ba- main reason is because of your uh, really extreme, <laughs> extreme beliefs that it's obvious if you listen to the show that Sarah is very much... Uh, of this nature, and that's why we don't we don't ever talk politics on here. But uh, now why, it's been brought up. Why is he so okay? Never mind. I can't even. There's no I'm what, what figuring you, out crazy. Yeah. What I mean. Yeah. What, you're gonna what try to analyze Donald Trump? Why he is that? Just <laughs> I just love that he has so many people around him. Like this was the least crazy version of the letter that he could have possibly sent out because you know it went through like 20 other people. And yeah. It still looks this bonkers. I would like to see like the first draft. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God, I'm so excited for the debates. Okay, anyway. Oh, uh, yes, the debates will be fantastic. Oh, my God, it's going to be amazing. Between uh, him and you got Bobby Jindal and just the whole cast of characters, just a whole (laughs) cast of nut jobs, it is going to be amazing. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, back to the method thing. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to try to figure it out. I will. I still promised the listeners I will try, try to get a uh, Just don't sacrifice your safety because it really is like. Oh, it's playing with a dangerous animal. They know who I am. So if I'm walking by, they will all stare at me. All of them. It's Mm -hmm. really unnerving because I I was walking home uh, yesterday. And as I as I was uh, walking by the place, you know, they're all out there on their couch having their having their house party, their Mm -hmm. meth house party. And all of them just staring at me, glaring at me like you can feel it as I walk by. I don't walk by on their side of the street. I'll walk across the street just to avoid it. Anyway, I will try to get a picture this weekend. I will try to show you guys what it is I'm talking about. Okay. There's no way I can periscope it because then I'd have to put the put the phone on them for too long. But I'll try to like sneak a picture. Okay. I'll All do right. my best. You do your best. You do. Yeah, you try your hardest. Well, maybe if they don't recognize me, I can walk on the other side of the street and pretend to be like text messaging something and try to get a couple pictures. You might have a better shot than okay. I do. Okay. I think somebody other than you would probably have a better shot. Yeah. It's possible. All right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll okay. get it figured out. We'll get to the bottom of it. Okay. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and play our interview uh, now with, with Hari Kondabolu. So uh, the beginning of the interview, just to preface it, I realized we talked about it at the very beginning and then we didn't get to, to why I brought brought up corn salad. Uh, so I, I bring up corn salad because <laughs> so Hari had, had just been... He had just come from a, sh- a TV show here in Portland called AM Northwest, where they had him make a uh, make a corn salad was part of it, and he, he wasn't making fun of that. He was having fun with it. But he's no, like, he was, was just kind saying of like he thing. just got back from it's making like, a corn yeah, salad. A with corn someone. salad, yeah. And so, and then I got to thinking, I'm like, well, what the hell is a corn salad? And that's why I brought this up right in the beginning of the interview. But then we go into other things, you know, Hari, and also in case you don't know, 
We talk about it. Received a, uh, he, he had a lot of publicity over the last couple of days because he received a death threat from some moron on, on Facebook, Facebook and had to go through this whole thing of, uh, of it. And he talks all about that. He is fantastic. He's at Helium Comedy Club here in Portland, 9th and Hawthorne, and definitely try to get down there and see him because he is yeah, so Yeah, Hurry is unafraid. He's yeah. uh, he's educated. He's outspoken. He is uh, inspiring. He's a, he's a really, really good person. And a very, very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy. I always just like that he likes us, too. I know. It makes me feel like He does like cool. us. Yeah. I at know. least he said that. Well, I don't think that he, he doesn't seem like he speaks uh, like he says untruths. I don't think so no. either. I don't think so either. I am taking that. Uh, so uh, here it is. We'll just go ahead and play it right now, and then we'll come back. And we've got plenty more stuff here on Fun Employment Radio. This is Hari Kondabolu. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I don't think I've ever heard of a corn salad before. It sounds strange. <laughs> I didn't know you were going the corn salad route. No, I, I just started this. thinking about it. I've been, I've been mulling it over. I'm like, have I ever had a corn salad? Like, I, I don't think I've ever had something like yeah, that. Yeah, it sounds like it could be refreshing or yes. disgusting. One yeah. of the two. Well, either way. All right. uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fun Employment Radio. Uh, now I need to explain that. Uh, we have in here with us. Hurry, Kondabolu. Hello. Hello, Hello Hi, friends. Hello. So good to see you both. It so is good so to good to have you in here. Too. It's so nice. Well, and congratulations so, on everything that's been happening. We've been following your success, and it's been interesting. Yeah, you're everywhere. I've been I've been written up for a bunch of different reasons. It's yeah, been good. I know. I, know. It's, I see your stuff. Yeah. Well, especially this last week. I mean, oh god, I saw it's like all the, the wake Facebook of stuff. Yeah, yeah that Jesus, was, that was nuts. That's insane. I uh, yeah, I, I I get I had got a death threat. That is a legitimate death threat. I was reading that. I'm like, whoa, that just happened two days I wrote ago. A, I wrote a joke on my fan page. I guess the fellow did not like the joke. And in the comments, he wrote, uh, I want to f- basically wrote, I want to feed you a bullet. Mm-hmm. Or I, I want to make you eat a bullet. It was something, he, whatever it was, it, wa- it wasn't like a grape situation where he's pulling bullets <laughs> off and slowly feeding yeah. them to me. It's not uh, like a sexy bullet. Right. It, wasn't a, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was like he was going to kill me. So I reported Jesus. it to Facebook because it's like, that's one of those things you report. That's a scary. I don't know if this guy knows my IP address or anything. It's frightening. Right. And so I, um, you know, I get something back from Facebook a few hours later saying it does not violate their standards. Which I'm like, it's a death threat. Yeah. Like, it, like a woman's nipple, right. they freak right. out. <laughs> yeah. And you're banned for like three right. months. Yeah. But, but this, so I tweeted about it and the next thing I know, I get a reporter from the International Business Times, IB Times, contacting me, and I told her what happened, and, you know, and also, for me, it's not just, like, like I can handle some of this, but it's also kind of like, you know, there's so many, like, women, other minorities, uh, trans folks, queer folks, like, that go to the internet and just get harassed, mm-hmm. right? You know? and some of it's trolling, and some of it's just violent stuff like this, and, you know... I, I think for the arguments of like freedom of speech, it's kind of like, well, no, if you're afraid to say what you want to say, you've, you know, in the name of freedom of speech, you're violating someone else's freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. I mean? Like, because they don't feel comfortable enough to say what they want to say. They're being threatened. And so, you know, it was frustrating. So, uh, you know, they printed this article just about like what kind of security measures are in place because the only thing Facebook does when um, there is a violation is that they delete the comment. I can delete the comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't do anything. Like a death threat. I want this person removed. I want this person banned. It's a death threat. That's scary. Yeah. Death yes. threats and rape threats are things you should like eliminate from your network if you yeah. really want to create like an inclusive space. And uh, so I guess the article went up and then Facebook sent an email saying that they revised their decision and they're now uh, notifying this person and they're going to 
um, remove the comment. But again, what does that mean? Yeah. Does so is the person punished all like, oh, don't you death threat people? Yeah, basically. That's really ridiculous. It's absurd. I mean, and I, I just it was frustrating. So you know, there was a little write up about that. Um, but I don't know. No, I think that that's good to stand up for yourself. I mean, as you're saying, like people are harassed constantly. Constantly. Well, yeah. How Mm. many people? Yeah, have to go through that. Or have had death threats and absolutely nothing I mean, happens. My friend Lindy West, uh, who's a hilarious writer mm. and a feminist, and you know she gets harassed on the regular. She my gets, God, I've read some of her articles. Oh, yeah. that she has to deal with insane. Oh, yeah. rape threats, death threats. That one where they fat shaming. They like, like made an account of like her dead father. Yeah, that yeah. is that is oh, just yeah, beyond that evil. Was, There's a This American up. Life about that, about her confronting the 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 troll, I guess, mm. or whatever, and the troll actually apologizing and like they have a discussion about it, which is. Incredible. It was a great This American Life. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a shame because I think for a while people are like, oh, it's just the internet. It's not real. Yeah. And we're at a time now where it's so embedded in our lives mm-hmm. that it's hard to separate what's real and what's not real anymore. And it becomes real. So maybe there was a time where we're like, oh, we can't let this consume us. It's consumed us. Mm-hmm. It's part of how we think. Like, I wake up multiple times a night to check my phone. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. I hate yeah. it. But that's how... We are now, so if we're if this is part of our lives, let's at least regulate to some degree so we can live comfortably. Because mm-hmm. if you got a death threat in real life, you'd report it, and someone would potentially go to jail. That is absolutely true. Because it used to what was social media is now just life. Yes, at this point. it's just like, an yes. extension of everything else. Yeah, yeah, and it's not, and that's not going to change. I mean, it's only going to become more. No. More integrated into a, into everything that we do. Now we're just waiting for the chips to be implanted. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. What this is, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that's really brave, and I think it's really Thanks. cool that you put that out there. Thanks. I, mean, I feel like it's it's important to do, and you know, also there's been so many articles written about this, but at the same time, I feel like it's still not improving the way it should improve. Mm-hmm. Like like we shouldn't give a, a space to like racists and misogynists and transphobic people. Like this is not. If you really want an inclusive network where people feel comfortable using it, you got to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and there's a difference between freedom of speech and then threatening people. Yep. Yeah. I agree. So, well, speaking of freedom of speech, how's your uh, how are your shows going lately? They've been good. Thursday, uh, which was uh, yesterday's show, was fantastic. Awesome. Except there was this one heckler. It was a drunk lady who kept saying. I like your hair, and, <laughs> and everyone likes my hair. It gives uh, a pretty good head of hair. Between all three men in the room right now, all have really solid heads of hair. I would say hair. so. Yeah. I would say so. It's a really magical place to be <laughs> right now. Really is. I feel bad for all you listeners who can't really experience this in person because it is. I'm witnessing it firsthand. It's, it it's is. Now we're gonna get bald, the, bald hate letters. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> uh, it, you know, this room is thick with sexual tension right now. Um, and hair. And hair. Um, <laughs> it's a mess. But it's, uh, yeah, she kept saying that the first two times I like knocked it back, fine. Oh. And the third time I was setting up this joke, it was a long buildup. And then there's a, a pause, like an you know intentional pause before the punchline. It was like a long pause. And I'm about to say, and then she yells out, oh. I like your hair. Oh, shit. And everybody almost simultaneously groaned, like, oh. And then everyone's <laughs> deflated all at once. And I yelled at her, I'm like, get her out. Somebody get her out. She didn't even need to be forced out. She's like, that's it, I'm leaving. Like, she knew she had screwed up, (laughs) and everybody hated her. So at that point, it was like... I'm just gonna go. <laughs> it was uh, pretty, like you know, which is because in Portland it doesn't really happen. I was gonna say heckling I, doesn't I happen that much. Go to a lot of shows and I don't see a lot of hecklers. It's very. If she was drunk on a Thursday. I mean, it does. <laughs> it, that's and that's me being nice to her. I'd like to believe that. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's um, 
it doesn't have like the last time I was at Helium, you know, I didn't get heckled once till the last show towards the end of the last show. Mm. And uh, the guy was just kind of like yelling nonsense. I'm like, hey, man, I have the streak of no heckles. I'd really like to keep it going. But he was so drunk. And then he yelled again something ridiculous. And I'm like, it's like what you just did because the streak's over. It's like Cal Ripken was about to break the streak of consecutive (laughs) games played. And then you showed up and shot him in the head. That's basically (laughs) what you just did, sir. You destroyed something beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> with a giant boom um, so but yeah I mean Helium is such a great club and it, it really is almost never a problem Portland has great audiences so it was kind of like surprising like what are you doing here yeah, yeah. this is not how this works how did you get in maybe it was here? like a mating ritual for her kind of she's like maybe uh, if I keep complimenting that's him how he's hitting, hitting <laughs> on me <laughs> I don't understand why you won't give me your number <laughs> what's wrong with you you just ruined my day why does he think this works no we're heckling there's something you have to deal with that, like regularly? I mean, it's part of every place you go. But I mean, yeah. and it dep- Thursdays never, though. Mm-hmm. That was the weird part. Like, Thursdays are usually the people that really want to go and see you. Yeah. Um, Got tickets yeah, right that's a away. Commitment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you have work the next day. Yeah. And, and we, we almost sold it out yesterday. We felt great. And so it, it's, it's really weird. It was really weird. Huh. Yeah. What if that's somebody that came along with a friend I didn't really know what they were going to see well there was three other people at her table so I don't know if she just sat with them I'd like to believe because her friends stayed they're like we're not not Mm. you can get the hell out Um, they were quiet everybody was quiet everybody was really it was such a beautiful (laughs) audience so it was like what are you doing here what don't you get right now (laughs) it's like don't you realize that there's other people in the room and this is actually a monologue I'm pretending is a conversation (laughs) what don't you haven't you you seen anything before? <laughs> Do you talk to your television? Right, right. <laughs> God, I saw a heckler once where they're like trying to engage with the comedian, like the you know they're asking some sort of rhetorical uh, question. You the one at one of our showcases. Yeah, it was yeah. a friend who brought a friend who wasn't really like a comedy oh. fan, but they wanted Sat to right engage. up front. And so there's this great local comic, Brie Pruitt. Oh, Brie, I've heard yeah. I still haven't seen Brie, but oh, she's, she's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. And so the girl, like, Brie would just be like, you know what something's like? And the girl would be like, yeah, I totally know what that's like. <laughs> oh. oh, stop. Stop it. But then the, people always, well, I just wanted to be part of it, just helping. And it's like, you're never helping. <laughs> you're ne- and the worst part is if you get them back and people laugh, they think that it's a two-person show now. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going on the road. <laughs> Me and the heckler going on the road, city to city. Unpredict. What a for this is improvisational. I never know when the- they're going to destroy the show. That's true. It's kind of a rock and a hard place because you save it by not making it awkward for right. everybody. And then if the person still doesn't get that, they shouldn't be doing that. Oh, they were like, oh, I- but I'm getting him. I'm getting him laughing. Like, You're right. doing nothing. You're doing nothing. I have to keep battling back. Um, but uh, no, I mean it was it was a rare thing. I mean, especially at Helium, it doesn't really happen. It doesn't happen really in Portland. So. You know, I think late shows when people are drunk, it'll happen more, but mm. like the, it's regulated really well. This was, I mean, this was about to be regulated, but I think she was so embarrassed. Like, yeah. Like, oh boy. She finally became self aware on the third well, time. Well, I think it was everyone <laughs> groaning and looking at her. I think it was like, oh no. Because <laughs> the other two people are still laughing and I'm, I'm in the middle of the joke. This one, it was like, oh, I did it in dead silence. So everybody's looking at me. There was nothing going on. No. It was. It was just about. Punchline was about to be delivered. And it was the joke. It's one of those tentpole jokes that there's a ton of callbacks off that joke. So mm-hmm. I'm like, of all the jokes to interrupt, <laughs> oh, man. that was a fundamental joke. <laughs> <laughs> but we got through it. The show was great. 
the show was great and all yeah, the shows. Yeah, you're a pro. I knew that it would be. It would be fun. <laughs> you know, I didn't start crying. <laughs> I didn't start like weeping. I was angry. I was like, oh, because oh. well, usually when it's like old material, you can just go right back into the rhythm because you know it's so you well. know all yeah. this stuff. But this, I'm. It's like more than it's at least a half to seventy five percent new stuff that mm-hmm. I've written in the last couple of months. I'm so oh, excited about cool. it. That's great. Really. So part of it is like even when I'm doing the new stuff, there's always new parts because I'm still kind of improvising. So with new stuff, when people heckle and stuff, it's like, oh, I don't know how to get back into it necessarily. Gotcha. Yeah, I've never done that. Before. I've never done yeah. it before, or I've never had. I don't have the wording tight, and this is screwing with how I'm doing it. So, which they don't know or care, but like, it's still for me. It's like, oh, it's harder to get back in now. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's super cool. So, like, with all your new material, I'm that means that people who it. saw you, you know, when you were here last, they're getting like a. Not a completely new show, but a lot of new stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did like an hour twenty yesterday. It'll be more like an hour. I'll do some cuts, but I'm so it's it's, you know, I think I was getting a little like oh this old stuff. I'm gonna I'm really done with mm-hmm. it. Even the stuff there's new stuff, and I took most of the album stuff out, and, and that became old the mm. new stuff after the album stuff and I'm like this new new stuff I'm just totally psyched about oh that's so it's, cool it's more personal it's just it's the kind of writing I wanted to do for years and finally felt like okay we're getting there we're getting oh that's fantastic it. yeah it feels great do you do you write it a lot of it like you said like when you're on stage or, or? A, little, a little bit of both yeah a little bit of both you know part of like I think any writer's process is, is thought collecting. You're mm-hmm. collecting every thought you've ever thought of. You don't want to lose anything because it could be potentially something later. That's so. how we, yeah, that's right. how we do our show. It's like, right, yeah, make a note notes, of it. Notes, right, 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 something. Because yeah. yep. <laughs> it's it's crucial. I mean, because other people they have a conversation, it's a good conversation, and they let it go. And I think of it as a you know future profit, mm-hmm. and so we have to keep. <laughs> um, but there is there's something uh, about like you know you start with an idea and you you. You know, you might I might sketch up bullet points mm. and then I'll go on stage and I know where the big lines are. I know I have to get to the big lines. Mm-hmm. That's crucial. And the rest of it is just a matter of like, you know, figuring just, out the path to get there. You want to talk yeah. naturally. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I used to write every word out. And then when people would interrupt or people wouldn't laugh where I wanted them to laugh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what to do. And I was just so tight. And some things require tight wording because they're really specific or you you need to make sure that you get something out as concisely as possible because it's a big thing or a big point. But, like, if you're, you know, just telling a story, you want that to sound like you've never told it before. You mm-hmm. want it to sound real. And so, you know, doing it on stage means that I'm not memorizing lines. I'm just doing it the way I would normally do it. So when I repeat it over and over, I, it sounds like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that more. There's some jokes, you know, like, I, you know, when I feel like, I have a rhythm like, oh, there's a lot of punchlines here. I want to write them all down. Then, you know, I'll write it out more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes you don't find the punchlines till you're on stage. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow, that sounds kind of terrifying for me. But oh, it is terrifying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do these new material nights in Seattle. Like, I rent out a 50-seat theater. I'll sell out four shows. And it's the first show's awful. Intent- and the audience knows. Uh-huh. Like, they go. I have a lot of people who come back. And the first show is the roughest one. I don't know where things are going. There's a lot of pauses. They like when I discover something because they know, oh, he just made that up. Mm-hmm. He has no idea where this is going. <laughs> and uh, by the fourth show, like, there's some kind of polish to it. Wow. And, and so, I mean, it's the first couple of shows, they were terrifying because, like, I don't know where this is going. Some of these things are things I wrote last week. Some of the things I wrote that day. Some of them are just words. <laughs> like, th- this is an interesting idea. I don't know if it's funny. <laughs> it's going to come out of my face. It's going to come out of my face. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, you're, you're only paying $7, so shut up. Like, it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I think it's uh, you know that's how I work often and oh, I, very in, cool. in Seattle. I like to I like to do an hour of new stuff and put people through that. <laughs> so, well, yeah. and you were also on at midnight this week too. I won at midnight. I this know week. that's awesome. Congratulations! <laughs> I won the internet. I was excited. I was shocked. I really expected to lose because I always lose. I never make the final round. 
I kind of want to lose now. I like losing. Because <laughs> when you lose, you get to say a final comment. Uh-huh. And when you don't lose, then Chris reads your final answer, but you don't get another joke in. Oh, yeah, then that's it. Yeah. So the person who loses actually gets one more joke that's actually personal that's not in the sh- format of the show. You can say anything. That's actually you making a co- It's like the best situation when you lose. So you regret winning. <laughs> I planned a speech when I lost. I'm so used to losing. I'm like, oh, I'm the Washington Generals of at midnight. I'm just going to keep losing. <laughs> and I'd written out a thing and I'm like, damn it. Damn it. I, 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 it felt like I, I won by 50 points ahead of Randall Park, but I felt like I lost by 50. I'm like, no, I have no interest in doing the final round. Do you remember part of it right now? What, the speech? Yeah. Yeah, I was because it was me, Alice Wetterland, and Randall Park. Um, you know, Alice's woman, uh, Randall's Korean-American, and I'm Indian-American. So I was going to say that I know it appears that I lost – uh, but there's no white guys on the panel today, so I think we all won as a nation. <laughs> huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. I was so psyched about that. So psyched about that. And, and they had to ruin it by letting me win. It was the worst. <laughs> worst case scenario. Oh. Well, that's actually on Hulu. I was watching that this morning. So if, was, you, if you want to check it out. I thought, you know, the funny thing is... And I liked your sweater. I, yeah, the Kill Rockstars yeah, thing. Was cool. People are trying to like buying it like crazy now since I made that appearance Look on the Kill Rockstars website. Wow, supporting the local economy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but it's it's weird. Like I didn't even think it was my best performance. I thought my best at midnight was when I lost to Grace Helbig and Doug Benson. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I totally should have won. Like I was <laughs> so good, and I thought I was all right this time, but I won. So you never know. Yeah. So mediocrity is what gets you. At the I top. am all about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about playing really well and losing. I. That is what I want out of that show. I love losing. You just have to keep preparing like a really good speech, and then every time you'll win, right? (laughs) Because you want to say it. It's such a. I mean, it's such a fun show to do. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and and it's done so much for comedians, and like so many people come out to the shows. But the only problem is when people come out to the shows because they see me on at midnight, they expect all these dick jokes and they expect (laughs) all these poop jokes, and then I'm talking about colonialism, and it ruins everything. (laughs) It ruins everything. Yeah. Talk about more dicks, hurry. (laughs) Colonial. Did a lot to the dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, so uh, speaking of Kill Rock Stars, your album is for sale. It is for sale. Yes. You can buy it with money, not bitcoins yet. Oh my yeah. goodness, with your real American money. Real American. I take foreign currency and too, foreign but. currency as well. Do you have uh, copies of your album? Uh, like hard copies uh, on me right now. Yeah, I, in, in the hotel. Yeah, you will it. at the show. I though. will have. I have vinyl because I know Portland likes antiquated <gasps> oh, nonsense. Yeah. So I got. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got yeah. vinyl copies and uh, and I got uh, the CDs and uh, posters of the album cover. So nice. Yeah. Those yeah. will all be there at Helium. They will all be there for purchasing for money. Purchasing with money. Purchasing with money. money. And will you uh, be out there shaking babies and kissing hands? I'll do what I gotta do. Okay. I gotta. I gotta make sure the health insurance gets paid. For we do what we gotta do. Mm. All right, what's the best place people should follow you? Is it on Twitter, most likely? Yeah, Twitter at Hurricanebolu or my website, hurricanebolu.com. I think what's best is really Google. Mm-hmm. I think Google is probably the best. Just type in H A R I comedian, and my, <laughs> my website's Google for practical purposes because no one can spell my name. So, yes. yeah, so that's H A R I. H A R I comedian. There'll I'm be doing one. that right now just to see what happens. Oh, yeah, there it is. There's yeah. the one guy, yeah. and uh, Hurricanebolu. And you have the just, best SEO for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> <laughs> well, get your tickets to CRA. So, heliumcomedy.com. You can pick those up and, uh, and go see them. So, two shows tonight. 
7.30 and 10. And two shows tomorrow. That's 7.30 correct. 7.30 and 10. Absolutely. So go to all four shows and just talk about his hair constantly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, first, absolutely. He loves it. I, it is so great to hear what everybody in America already knows. Know. <laughs> just let him do his thing. Well, we don't even need to tell our audience. They would never do that. Oh, the no. Fun Employment yeah. people are great. Yeah. Yeah. Every time Fun Employment fans go to the shows, they're like, I heard you have Fun Employment. I love watching you. Oh, it's cool. like It's always, it's always, that's awesome. it's, that's, it is a good audience. That oh, you bring, rad. So they know what to do. All right. Yeah. Well, good. when you go see Harry this weekend, let him know that you heard him on our show. Please yeah. do. All right. Do it. All right. Thanks. We'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There we go. Hurry, Condabolu. Yes, indeed. Mm. He is fantastic. So, like we said, yeah, go get some tickets to see him at Helium Comedy Club. You will not be disappointed. You will not. And especially uh, if you've seen him before, as he was saying, he has new material. He's and- got new material. I, I will say this, though, if you've never heard him before, definitely look up the Toby uh, he's got you know tons of stuff online. <laughs> Toby's his so his joke about Toby is a, so fucking funny, and the one about Weezer is hilarious. Weezer I mean, this, those really whole good. things amazing, but those two oh, in I particular, meant to tell him that we, I always think about it. I know. I meant to tell him that we went to see mm. Weezer last. I know. Weekend. I forgot about that until afterwards. I forgot he's a Weezer fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny. All right. Um, well, I did have something. So uh, somebody sent me a quiz earlier. Um, this isn't it. Isn't the one I'm going to use, but it reminded me of this quiz that I had put a pin in. And I had emailed it to myself like a week ago because I thought it would be the perfect quiz for you to do. Okay. Now, it's a 10-question quiz. All right. And I think that you might be pretty good at it. So I wanted to see if this is something that you might be willing to do. I suppose so. Okay. I'm always nervous when you say it's something that I would be good at because Greg, I don't know what that means. This is a quiz that is called, is it a heavy metal lyric or a Bible verse? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I have to say, I played a oh, little bit of it. Oh, is this your metal background music you picked out? No, it actually came with the quiz. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. Okay, so it's either... All right, so I'm going to read you uh, a lyric or a verse. I'm going to read you a verse. Okay. And then you have to tell me whether or not, and and quickly, whether or not it's from a metal song or from the Bible. Okay. All right, you ready? Yep. I am a brother to dragons and a companion to owls. My skin is black upon me and my bones are burned with heat. Oh, I want that to be a metal lyric. I want to see, I want to hear that. Metal. Wrong! Oh, shit, really? That's Job 3029. Number two. Killing scores with demon swords. Now's the death of doers of wrong. Swing the judgment hammer down. Safely inside armor, blood, guts, and sweat. Uh, I would say that one... That sounds like a cannibal corpse lyric. I'm going to say metal. Metal? Correct! That's Metallica, the four horsemen. That's Metallica? Yeah. Oh boy, this is way harder than I thought. I know, that's why I. Okay. No, I made sure to look at it. I'm like, I tried to play it. I'm like, oh wow, I had no idea. All right, next one. Okay, so I'm one and one so far. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. That's the Bible. It sure is. And also from Johnny Cash. Tombstone (laughs) and and Johnny Cash. Yep, that's from the book of Revelation. All right. Tell him I'm coming, and Hell's coming with me. (laughs) All right, the next one is this. Daughter Babylon, doomed to destruction, happy is the one who repays you according to what you have done to us. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. Bible? Correct. Yes. That's Psalm 137. All right, so what am I, four and one right now? You're four and one right now. Okay. All right. Next up, heavy metal lyric or Bible verse. He has bent his bow like an enemy. He stood with his right hand as an adversary and slew all that were pleasant to the eye in the tabernacle of the daughter of Zion. He poured out his fury like fire. Metal. Okay. 
Wrong. Ah, damn. <laughs> That's lamentations. All right, have you modeled lyric or Bible verse? Ingrate souls condemned for all eternity, obtained by a moral observance, a domineering deity. Metal. That's right. Yes. Slayer, South of Heaven. Oh, I love that song. All right. Part your heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. Send forth lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your arrows and rout them. That's the Bible. Right. That's Psalm 144. I wouldn't have guessed Bible for that. Hear now the story of the man that should not be. A ghoul of blackened torment, sullen atrocity. A kindred soul to the devil's own malign personified. Cast from his fire, he molests the purest of light. Metal. Yep, that's iced earth. Vengeance is mine. Yes. Searching for the answer, Christ hasn't come. Awaiting the final moment, the birth of Satan's son. Oh, that's that's metal. That's Slayer the Antichrist. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Couple more here. All right, heavy metal lyric or Bible verse. And in the darkness shining far beyond the starlight, lightning is striking from the dark dawning shadows. And in the kingdom of the everlasting sun, when the glory of the master's time has come. <laughs> I'm bored by that one already. <laughs> I didn't like it, but I'm gonna say it's a. I'm gonna say it's the Bible. Bible. Wrong. It's by Dragon Force, and it's called The Fury of the Storm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you got seven out of ten. All right. All right. right, That's not too bad. I feel pretty good about that. percent That's a C minus. That's not bad. Well, I'm I'm okay with it. Good. I'm really glad that I saved that. (laughs) Those are really fun to say. Yeah. Yeah, reading the lyrics. It's fun to sing metal, too. I know. I bet it is. Mm -hmm. All right. So there you have it. Shiny diamonds falling from the sky. Shiny diamonds falling from the sky, and it's giving me quite a fright. I saw the tiger in my face, and it's giving me quite a fright. I can't believe that I was actually like singing a Courage song accidentally. I wasn't trying to sing. (laughs) (laughs) I was just singing a metal song. (laughs) We are metal. Oh, hello, my friends. Hi, how are you? My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Happy Friday to you, and welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, now I know we've been building up to this for quite some time, but I did want to let you know that this weekend, it is the big event. It is the ultimate throwdown. It is the big face-off. It is Joey Chestnut versus Matt Stoney in the chicken wing eating contest. One chicken wing leader to rule them all. Let me tell you what's happening. So recently crowned Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest champ, Matt Stoney, and the longtime dethroned king, Joey Chestnut, plan to square off in a chicken wing contest tomorrow. That's Saturday, uh, July 24th, or excuse me, 25th, if uh, any of you would like to watch that. So the two, of course, are at the top of the competitive eating's food chain and have plenty of interesting dynamics that will be at play in this competition. So what happened here is that Stoney's uh, hot dog eating victory on July 4th will add spice to this new competition, which is the Hooters Worldwide Wing Eating Championship, just when I thought it couldn't get any classier, and it's classier, and it's also happening in Florida. Wow. The Hooters Chicken Wing Eating Championship. Hooters in Chicken Wing Florida. Eating Championship. Oh my God! Do you think people are out like, uh, like tailgating for this thing? Is this like a, an event that you go and tailgate for? I think if they were in town, would you go tailgate? Yes, absolutely. You know you would in a heartbeat. 
I, d- I don't know if I would get up early for the chicken wing eating contest. If you knew that Joey, Je- like the two like biggest eating champions. I don't think I'm quite as big of a fan of Joey Chestnut as you are. I don't think anyone on earth Competitive is eating embraces everything about America. It is the most gluttonous, <laughs> stupid thing ever. And that's why I love it so much. So uh, so this is a chicken wing eating contest sponsored by Hooters in Florida. Um, so Chestnut is already throwing down some words to Stoney. He said, oh. hey, Stoney, you better come hungry because this is my game. <laughs> you better come hungry. Oh, my God. Well, Stoney hasn't just been sitting around since uh, he brought an end to Chestnut's eight-year Nathan's hot dog you eating better. contest reign. You better come hungry. In an interview with USA Today, Stoney said that he's been training for Saturday's event by sitting down uh, for at least four or five separate occasions and eating at least 200 chicken wings to prepare. (laughs) He's eating 200 chicken wings in like one sitting? Yeah, he's done it four or five times. Oh my God. Mm -hmm, To prepare for this chicken wing contest. How would you even... I don't know. So at least 100 chickens die per, per time that he eats these things. Yes. Yeah, so that's happening tomorrow. I remember when I interviewed Joey Chestnut, he was talking about, you know how he expands his stomach? He drinks gallons and gallons of water to stretch his stomach out. That sounds healthy. (laughs) That sounds like that's going to serve him well later in life. Well, the winner of Saturday's uh, chicken wing competition will take home $8,500. Now, Stoney pocketed $10,000 for his Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest victory and will likely pick up more endorsements as the reigning Nathan's champ. The only person I know who's just as big a fan of Joey Chestnut as you is Steve Kastenbaum. Oh, I remember that. Steve Kastenbaum Steve is I, like a fanboy. Steve Kastenbaum, a CNN correspondent and one of our buddies, he and I have bonded over our love of, he of competitive loves eating Joey Chestnut. <laughs> I remember when he called into the Rick Emerson show and he was so excited, like unabashedly excited. It was like he was at the Olympics yeah. when he called. He was just like, oh my god, you guys, here I am. I'm here at the Nathan's Hot Dog Contest and it is just getting underway. I have never heard. <laughs> Steve has covered like every major like thing that has happened in the world. Oh yeah, all legitimate world. news ever. But... Never have I ever heard him more excited about anything than talking about Joey Chestnut. <laughs> and when he found out, yeah, we were going to have him in studio, oh wow. Alright, so if you're in Florida, Trudy, you better get down there and watch uh, Joey Chestnut take it all. We, we, we need a uh, correspondent We need there. a correspondent. <laughs> I know we've got quite a few people down in Florida. We need somebody to go there. We do. I love a, our Florida live listeners. All right. Next up, uh, this is a true story. This is actually something that's happening. It's out of Chicago. Now, a new, st- a new report has come out that a couple who was driving down the road in Chicago were distracted when they saw a creepy clown crawling over the fence of a cemetery. Ew. How creepy would that be? So there have been many reports lately about, you know, weird clowns being seen in places because people are playing oh, is that pranks. So that's still going on? It's still going on. This okay. just happened this past uh, this past week. So uh, a Chicago resident had a close encounter with a nocturnal clown, uh, clown earlier this month and is now talking about it. So she took a cell phone video of it. So what it shows is a person dressed in a clown suit crawling over a fence at the historic Rose Hill Cemetery in the middle of the night. So this woman, Julia Graham, and her husband... Uh, as they were driving, they saw something out of the corner of, the RA, uh, of their eye. Sure enough, they saw some a man dressed in a clown suit climbing over the seven-foot fence. Ew. And they got it on video. So the first picture was that of the clown scaling the seven-foot-tall gate. Uh, the feat was no easy task, especially since he was wearing clown shoes and everything to boot. Um, so as uh, her and her husband were driving around to get a better look, the clown was not deterred or afraid. He just stood there staring at them and slowly waving. Well, I mean, it's a person. They're treating it like, oh, yeah, this cl- the clown was unafraid. Yeah, like it's an alien or yeah. something. Like it's not a human inside of a suit. <laughs> mm. And why would the clown be, af- be afraid of you? I don't Clowns know. Clowns know everyone's afraid of them. That's true. Well, you should know. You've been a clown. I have.
<laughs> and you scared somebody. Yeah, it was fun. I know. It was like the best I day of your life. I could actually see doing this. What, you doing it? Yeah. Well, you still have the clown outfit, right? I mean, Lily bought it for you. No, I left it over at uh, Scott Daly's house. Oh, you hid it in his house, didn't you? I hid, I hid the clown mask. This is, You can go back and just look up Scott Daly Clown on the show for this backstory. Our friend's afraid of clowns, and I dressed up as one to terrify him. I left the... Um, Mask and the or the the yeah I had the mask and the makeup and I the left it you had his, like a little neck ruffle too thing didn't yeah you? yeah and I left it all in his uh, bathroom drawer so at some point he had to open that up and find the mask there. wow you're a real good friend yeah he's really lucky to have you I know uh, Chicago police say that that uh, so far has been the only bizarre clown sighting that has been reported in the area. Um, this is an almost Darwin watch. A 43 year old woman from Mississippi became the fifth person. To be injured by a bison at the Yellowstone National Park this year. The reason why? What do you think? Let me guess. Tried to pet it or tried to take a picture with it? Tried to take a selfie with a bison. You know what? I have no sympathy for it. For Neither do people. I. The fifth person in this pa- within this past year, so within the past six months, fifth person who has been injured by a bison I don't, at Yellowstone National Park. I don't understand why people are so dumb or just cannot understand the concept that that is a wild, gigantic... Animal. Think of what a good picture it would make, though. Oh, my God. People are stupid. That's like the woman with the lion. I'm sorry she died, but that was stupid. That was her choice. It's the same thing with... Um, and this I wonder if she in- got the picture before it bit her head off. I don't know. It's good. That's a good question. I actually, I'm not I'm sure. I'm kind of curious at this It's point. the same thing with, with people, and I'm going to say this, in Southern Oregon every year, some California couple or family gets lost because they drive up to Oregon and think, oh, that's neat. We're just going to drive up into the wilderness and go hike in the snow. It's Guess what? It's wild. It's wild, wild country. Mm-hmm. You will get stuck. You will not find food. And you will possibly die of hypothermia because they do it in the middle of the winter. Yep. Sorry. And that happens every year. You're not lying. <laughs> every damn year. Okay, I just got called out. Mr. Dinky just said, wait, doesn't Greg want to run with the bulls? True, but I know <laughs> the risk of that. I know that risk. And I would mitigate that risk by putting plenty of other people between me and the bull. Okay, wow, that's just real smart. Yep. Okay, so uh, so this is a 43-year-old woman old enough to know better. So this woman was standing about six yards away from a bison when she decided to, best decision ever, turn her back on the animal to take the picture. Uh, so a passerby had warned the woman and her daughter that they were too close to the animal and they probably shouldn't turn their back on it, but not soon enough. Uh, as soon as they turned their backs, uh, the bison ran toward the pair and used its head to lift the woman into the air and toss her aside. So luckily for her, her injuries were only minor. So they've papered uh, Yellowstone Park now with uh, with flyers that you can see you, everywhere. You can't stop that kind of dumb, though. No. They're going to do it anyway. No, that's like, do not take pictures with the yeah. animals. These are wild animals. They do will not hurt take, you. Yes. Uh, so the family said they read the warnings in both the park literature and the signage, but saw other people close to the bison, so they thought it would be okay. Oh, my God. Uh, people need to recognize that Yellowstone wildlife is wild, even though they might seem docile. The woman was lucky her injuries were not more severe. So don't try to take pictures with wild animals. And you said that's the fifth that one this year? That is the fifth one this year at, just at Yellowstone. I can't imagine what other parks, I mean, you know, that's at one park. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, yeah, so this has happened uh, multiple times. A 62-year-old Australian man happened to him a couple months ago. You would a- think Australians would actually be more intelligent about that just because they have so many more... That's what I would think, ...kinds too. of animals that will kill you, yep. it seems like. It seems like everything will kill you in Australia. Yeah, and another woman was gored 
because uh, she was standing between three, uh, three and six feet away from the animal while trying to take a selfie. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you're warned if you are going there and if you're wondering how far away you're supposed to stay away. It says uh, it's uh, recommended to stay at least 25 yards. That's yards away. That's you, 75 feet away from the large animals like bison, elk, and moose. If you could ride a buffalo, would you? No. I would. I would not. It would be awesome. Okay. To my classier stories. Out of Greendale, Indiana. A man was having a difficult time in a public restroom, and Uh after it was found out why he was, he was arrested for drug possession. So this is a story of a man named Matthew B. Smith. Now, Mr. Smith has been charged with possession of cocaine, paraphernalia, and two counts of possession of a controlled substance. So here's the story of Matthew B. Smith. A Greendale police officer went into the Circle K gas station to use the restroom while on patrol. The officer found the, uh, the bathroom door locked and was told by an employee that a man had been locked inside the restroom for well over 30 minutes, which I don't know why the employee would let the person do that. Yeah. Uh, a woman who was standing outside waiting for the man uh, advised the officer that uh, Smith was in the restroom because he was, quote, having problems with his butt. <laughs> That who is the who quote. said this? That was what the, the woman who was standing outside of the restroom waiting for him uh-huh. said that he was in the restroom because he was, quote, having problems with his butt. Okay. All right. Well, Smith eventually exited the, the, the restroom. Okay. Officers noticed that Smith had droopy eyes, slurred speech, and a white powdery substance on his nose and in his nostrils. <laughs> I'm having uh, trouble with my butt. <laughs> <laughs> According to police, Smith advised. He was in there a half hour. To- Puffing away at something. Let me, let me, okay, so this is. I'm reading this verbatim. I'm not taking liberties. I'm not. I'm not coloring any of this uh, language as if it's <laughs> not written there. According to police, Smith advised the officer that he had stuff stuck in his butt. <laughs> when the officer asked what the objects were, <laughs> Smith removed a fishing bobber, screwdriver, and an open tire plug kit from no. his pockets. This he, can't be. And he told the officer that those objects had been inside of him. There wasn't any proof that they were inside of him. He was probably just thinking that that was a good idea. Okay. Well, officers searched the restroom and located a white powdery substance covering the back of the toilet. And inside the toilet bowl, a pen tube, a tool sometimes used to ingest drugs, was found in a trash can. Smith did not have an ID on him, according to the affidavit. He gave the officer two different birthdays and three different social security numbers as they tried to identify him. Of course he did. During the search, 22 pills and a small plastic baggie containing cocaine were found. Smith allegedly admitted to transporting those drugs also inside of his body. I do not know what his... (laughs) How large is this cavity? (laughs) It's a big cavity. A fishing bobber, screwdriver, screwdriver, and an open tire plug kit. It's like the Joey Chestnut of sticking things in his butt. (laughs) Like the reverse Joey Chestnut. Yeah. Okay. The opposite. He doesn't understand how it works. <laughs> All right. I do have one more story. This is out of Levittsburg, Ohio. Yeehaw! An Ohio woman whose house was damaged by a fire says that she believes that it was set by her cousin intentionally because he's upset because he, quote, can't get with her. <laughs> <laughs> He's just upset he can't get with me. He's upset he can't get with me. That's exactly what I picture her talking. I don't care if she is the most succinct, well-spoken woman in the world. Yep. She believes her cousin intentionally set the fire because he can't get with her. (laughs) Well, uh, let's see. The Levittsburg Fire Department said that the fire is believed to have started about 3.45 a.m. yesterday morning in Heather and Dennis Tenney's garage before spreading uh, into their home and a neighboring home as well. The fire is being treated as suspicious. However, Heather Tenney says she believes she knows who's behind the blaze. 
Now, Heather Ten. Oh, yeah. No, she. Ta- I, I'm just reading exactly what she said, and she talks exactly how I think she does. Heather Tenney, when asked about, said, "It was cause of my cousin. I don't want to mention no names. <laughs> He's mad at me because he can't get with me. I'm married to my husband." Oh wow. Well, Dennis Tenney uh, told the local uh, local newspaper that a conflict with the wife's relative had escalated via text. He did not say uh, whether the relative was his wife's cousin who wanted to get with her, but the relative <laughs> had asked to come over, and Tenney said that he had told the relative no. Dennis Tenney said he and his wife had seen an unidentified man walking back and forth in front of their house around midnight. Investigators are, saying, are seeking a person of interest in the fire. No word as of yet if they're going to arrest said cousin for starting the fire because it can't get with Heather, who seems like the catch of the century. <laughs> well, I don't blame him. You see Heather. I mean, you understand. Uh, if you see Heather, Heather will drive you wild. <laughs> oh, so there you have it. That's the classiest world of crazy I've ever had. Woohoo! Oh, he just all been out of shape because he can't get with he me. He can't get... What you know means that... Like, she's not saying because he's my cousin. She says... He can't get with me because I'm married to my oh, husband. Oh, yeah, no, the cousin Which part means they've matter. already done the... Oh, I'm they've sure. They've already done the deed, but now she's being loyal to her husband. He's all riled up again. He's all... He's all <laughs> riled up. He's all worked up. Oh, well, there he goes. He's going to set and fire to things. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, she has a really big ego, too, if she thinks that an accidental fire started at her house because... Her cousin wants to have sex with her that badly. I'm kind of... I haven't met the cousin. I'm kind of kind of inclined to believe her. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right. We're... I've got. Why don't we do just a quick ball talk here? Because oh. there is a big story that I do need to do. Okay. And then uh, I was not. I was not at all prepared for this. Well, there's a there's a very very big story that's come out today that I feel like I have to cover. Okay. All right. I am Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. The big story is this. Just in case anyone is not aware, Hulk Hogan. Yes, Hulk Hogan of the WWE world-famous wrestler, probably the most famous wrestler of all time, has been scrubbed from the WWE website. Uh, termina- his contract was terminated. He was serving as, like, I don't know, in some capacity with the with the organization. And uh, he is, yeah, basically been so ex- erased from Yeah, existence. I was going to say, explain scrubbed. What does that mean? Uh, he's been expunged. Like, his name is completely gone off So he's of, disassociated with... Disassociated. If you go to Hulk Hogan's... Uh, like I guess they have wrestler pages on the WWE website. His does not show up there. He is not there. So Hulk Hogan has been uh, it, the the reason he was uh, let go. He says he resigned, but uh, WWE says he was fired. Is because there is a tape that is coming out that uh, allegedly. No, I haven't heard it myself, but I think enough people have heard it, so it's true. Is that him going off on a racist tirade? Okay. And I've seen, I haven't been able to find any audio. I've seen it. Right before we went on air, I did see there was some audio that pulled up, but I haven't been able to listen to okay. it. Okay. I don't know if I really care to yeah. hear it. I've read a transcript of what some people saying, and it's him using the N-word profusely. And also, apparently there's another one where he's calling The Rock uh, some very racist terms as well. Oh. Now, some of this is... So it's probably going to be worse than what we think if it's to the point where... Well, I'm, I'm thinking there's got to be something else to it. I mean, not that it's not horrible what he said. No, that, that is horrible. However, like their swift reaction to completely remove him from there, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, who knows what's, what's going to come out hmm. of this. I'm suspecting there's probably more that we haven't heard. Yeah. A, a lot of it comes off of this interview that he did on SiriusXM a while ago, which that part that's been out there forever. But the other part is there is, uh, this is coming from a sex tape that he was in 
with his, this is going to sound complicated. I'll just try to simplify yeah, it. Yeah, okay. He had sex with his ex-best friend, Bubba the Love Sponge, who is a radio DJ. Hulk Hogan had sex with his wife. Okay, it sounded like you said that he had sex with his best friend. No, sorry. He had f- f- sex with his ex-best friend's ex-wife. Okay. But I believe they were married at the time. Anyway, he banged his buddy's wife. She filmed it. And then in that, he goes off on a, a bunch of different uh, uh, tirades. And I haven't seen all of it myself. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's awful things that he's saying. Uh, absolutely awful. But uh, I, I don't know what else is out there. That's what I keep reading is that there's going well, to be more that's I'm glad that the released. WWE just decided, they're like, nope, not going to deal with the bullshit. I mean, that is good. Yeah. It I mean, is good. they should but distance the, the, themselves from shit like that because it's so silly. But here's the thing, though. They, this is another the WWE, one of those, not racism. Yeah. Well, this is another one of those situations where they probably have known about this for a long time, and now it's just going out public. So okay. I'm sure they were probably aware. Yeah, because I saw it everywhere. It's like, Hulk Hogan, and I didn't get a chance to look at everything. Yeah, I, and that, that's all I know. That's okay. all I know as far as what's going on with that. So there's that. Leaving with that. I'm not going to end on that one. I'll do one more quick story. This has to do with LaShawn McCoy uh-huh. of the Buffalo Bills. He's the running back for the Buffalo Bills. And he got in a bit of trouble from the Buffalo Bills for posting something on his Instagram, which was for was it his a, penis? It was not his penis. However, it was a picture of him with the Buffalo Bills logo in it, and that's why he got in trouble. Uh, for advertising a private party... For females only. <laughs> so he he wrote on there. <laughs> it's it's uh it said females only twenty one plus a must it was on the invite. Oh, and then wait, so he was just throwing a party for himself. Yeah, with just just for, for women. just women a private party. That's pretty amazing. And if you they they put out an email address and uh, I think believe it was Denspin that I was reading did, sent an RSVP to it that the women who were applying had to submit their full name. Uh, the IDs will be checked for admission, submit a picture, and provide social media in- information. Upon entry, patrons will be asked for IDs and to sign confidentiality agreement. <laughs> there are no plus ones. Everyone must individually RSVP. And upon confirmation email, you will receive pickup, drop-off location, and attire. Oh, my God. For LaShawn McCoy's and private... And attire? Oh, my God. For his private lady party. Wow. The Buffalo Bills uh, were upset with him because they were using the Buffalo Bills logo for this party. And they're like, you can't... You can't no, put our logo on these that. things. I mean, what you're doing isn't illegal, but it's, it's just kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. So there we go. That is LaShawn McCoy posting <laughs> for that party. All right. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. <coughs> well, Greg, you know what else is today? It's a big birthday day. It is indeed. I, I didn't realize a lot of people were born uh, on this very a day. A lot of people were born on this day. I, I, well, I guess a lot of people are born every day. <laughs> well, and as we're pulling that up, I did want to say uh, later on today, too, if you follow Fun Implement Radio on Twitter, at Fun Imp Radio, we're going to be periscoping from the Brew Fest downtown, and then also Sarah's going to be going to her pool. I'm going to stripper soup for the first time this summer. Which is a pool at an apartment complex that Sarah pretends to live at and then goes to there. Yes. Uh, however, I believe you will be, will you be wearing your new uh, I will be wearing from, my new Papina bathing suit. I sure will. From Papina, mm-hmm. our fine sponsor, Papina Swimwear. They are a new sponsor here at Fun Employment Radio and we are very happy to have them on board. Papina Swimwear is fantastic. I have never been a big swimwear guy and then I went there and got a brand new suit and it's 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 pretty awesome. I want an excuse to wear it too. Yeah, it's a cool suit. Yeah, and there's they have a lot of reasonably priced stuff. They're very nice. They're knowledgeable. You go to their store on Sandy, and you can also get a free beer. They have a bar in the swimwear. Oh, store. I know, and it's amazing, and like it's it's very comfortable, and it's very uh, like well proportioned out. Mm-hmm. Like you can find a section for anything that you're looking for. 
It's very cool. So Papina Swimwear, papinaswimwear.com. Please go in there, pick up something, let them know you heard about them from Fun Employment Radio. They are just awesome. Awesome. So thank you to Papina. All, All right. right. We so do birthdays. Have, we do have some birthdays. Our first one goes out to our friend Damon. Damon, of course, the uh, the creator of Eunice Lives, the short movie about <laughs> Greg's ghost that lives in his house. Yes. And, and we <laughs> Damon's birthday was a couple of days ago, and we missed it. But Damon, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Damon. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. There was also one a couple days ago that I forgot to put in. Uh, also, want to say happy birthday to Mailman Chris. Oh, Mailman Chris. Yes. Happy birthday. Uh, or Chris and Salem, whatever you go with by now. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, buddy. You're awesome. To you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. We have another birthday from yesterday that I forgot to do, and Bill wrote in. He's been a longtime listener, along with his son, Adam. Oh, It's Adam's 13th birthday, I believe. Adam! So we are cor- corrupting him young. Oh my gosh, he's turning in. He's a teenager. He is a teenager now. Oh my God. All right, well, Adam, happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. All right, and that and is all, all the birthdays. Of our birthdays. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Mm. Of course, you can send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Big thanks to Hurry Condobolo. Yeah, it was for, really nice to have him in. For stopping in. Mm-hmm. Get your tickets at heliumcomedy.com. And uh, that's yeah. it. No more birthdays today. I'm excited for the Brewfest today. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, be fun. fun. It's going to be awesome. Also, coming up later today will be a brand new drive time at the drive-in at about 5.30 p.m.-ish. He's going to be playing the soundtrack to Run, Lola, Run. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's a great movie. Yep. We do want to wish a very special happy birthday. What? I'm sorry. We're out of time. We do want to wish a very happy <laughs> birthday to everyone's favorite pervert, and we love him dearly, to our friend John. John, John and Boring. And, the infamous John and Boring. John, we love you very much. Have a happy, happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Okay. That was the funnest thing we've done all day. All right. Now we can go. Messing with John. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Like I said, yeah, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. It is is really cool. So we will be on Periscope. So follow us at Fun Imp Radio. I'll try and get some uh, stripper boobs in there for you guys. Okay. There we go. Let's... I'll try to do that for John's birthday. Seems. And Damon's and Chris's. Not Adam's. Oh, wait, he's 13. He looks at boobs. Adam knows what boobs are. He knows are. what boobs are. Or maybe he's not into I don't know. Maybe, I don't know maybe what he's Adam, not into boobs. I don't know what Adam's into. But ever, most people are into boobs. Like, even if you're not into boobs, like, you can appreciate a good pair of boobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Boobs. I've never Way said to class that word up that the <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everyone. You guys are fantastic. We really, really do appreciate it. Uh, go into Papina Swimwear. Seriously, they, it's a really, really cool store. And uh, we um, in, appreciate them sponsoring Fun Employment Radio. It's very, very cool. So, papinaswimwear.com. Awesome. Also. Okay, you guys. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. And we will be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. .com. Bye, friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.